Okay, so I'm just spitting today, coming off of the the freshest shower I've ever had in my life. Welcome to Organic Poison Podcast. My name is Shane Smith. Shane O, your boy, whatever you want to call me is fine by me. Just thanks for calling. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I prefer text messages anyway. Uh, how are you guys tonight? Me? Well, I'm doing fine. I, uh, it was a Monday. A Monday of Mondays. You know, I don't really know what it is, but it's something about like, like, I guess the older I get, and now I don't know, I didn't go to school like most of you probably did. Like, I didn't go to school like a normal person. But, I feel like, the older I get, the more I look at the weekend like, I'm just, even if, even if I don't have any plans, even if there's no plans to do anything, for some reason to me, the weekend is always just so nice. And it's so nice, it's such a desirable experience, that when the weekday comes back around, you're just so not into it. Like, I hate when the work week starts back. I love my job, don't get me wrong. But I hate Mondays. I just I just don't understand why a Monday has to suck so bad. I mean, today wasn't particularly too terrible. Saturday, me and my lovely wife went and bought a couch. Uh, now, mind you, I've bought couches off of Craigslist. I've gotten free furniture from family members and friends and what have you throughout my life. But to go to the store, the couch store, and buy a couch had to have been one of the most adult things and probably buying my truck. I've had vehicles in the past, but it was always, you know, family dealings in order for me to acquire said uh, vehicle, like of my own. I've obviously been able to, you know, move around, but whenever I bought my truck, I felt like I had become like this uh, this member of society that I didn't think I could be. I mean, to be fair, like it feels like that every time I, I look at something like, you know, obviously most of the time in order for you to have a few nice things and consistent things in your life you probably work or you find a way to make money on a regular basis well particularly for me it is work i have a job that i go to from nine to five not really it's not the exact time but i do work 40 plus hours a week and you know you you, i'll work towards something (laughs) which happens to be my truck for this particular subject uh And something about the, like, just feeling of buying your own vehicle, or (laughs) beginning to buy your own vehicle, and having notes, I guess, takes away from the luster, but it's like, well, I keep the lights on in the house that I pay rent for, I pay for a truck note, you know, I got a phone bill that I pay, I'm just thinking of stuff that I have to pay, you know. I don't have to pay child support, but I'm married, so I kind of feel like I don't really know. You hear about some guys that have child support, and they are like paying a fuckload of money in child support. But then you hear about some people where they're like, no, it's not really, you know, it's not that bad. 
I don't know if it's because like maybe the people who are paying a fuckload in child support make a fuckload of money. So maybe that's one of the things that they, you know, but I know some people, I met some people that they had to pay a lot of money in child support and they don't make a lot of money. So I don't know. Maybe they have multiple children. That's probably got something to do with it. Um, not really sure where I was going with that, but oh, I mean, anyway, I was just saying the fulfillment of be, bring, being able to bring the couch home today on a Monday. Um, it was it was a good feeling, you know, because like I said, you know, t- them tax returns. Everybody knows how they get when the tax returns come back. Mind you, I'm pretty confident. I didn't ask. I didn't ask for the man to go into any more details, but I'm pretty confident that we bought the cheapest couch in the store. Like I genuinely think that the couch that we bought was the cheapest one. But we were looking for something cheaper, obviously. And this couch, man, like I needed something that I knew I could take a nap on. Like I want a couch that I can sink into. And we found one. It's The cushions are, you know, they're sturdy enough for you to sit up on or whatever. But it's just perfect. Like I can't wait until the weekend so I can just come back. I'm looking at my couch right now. But I'll, let's get it on. I think I feel like I've told this story about the couch before. I don't know if I've told about it on the podcast before. Man, before I knew how to jerk off, I fucked my couch. That's some information that you've got to either know me personally for a while, probably. Not saying that I wouldn't bring it up the first time we met, but I just don't bring it up that often. Or you got to hear it on this podcast. Yeah, man. I, I didn't know. I didn't know what I was doing. I was also a, a young kid, but that couch was smoking, smoking. But that couch was uh, uh, incomparable to this thing we have here. Don't get me wrong. This is a great couch, but it couldn't get the business. Um. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, got this couch. You know, the guy who sold it to us, you know, he, he tried telling me, oh, this, this couch here, you know, the spiel, mind you, I've never bought furniture before, but you just know. It's like every time you go to buy something, you know, there's somebody that's like, their whole job is to just sit in there and be a fucking hawk. They just hawk over any, like, dude, listen, this is the first place we went to. Like, I'm, dude, I'm ready. I am prepared. Like, I'm walking in here. I'm like, you know what, man? Saturday feeling myself i know i got a couple of cold beers at the house i'm in a good mood i'm in a good mood i'm in town my son is with his grandmother we're out couch shopping we're going couch shopping the first motherfucking store we walk into i'm just thinking to myself dude these guys ain't got shit on me i'm going to look at whatever couch i'm gonna see what kind of financing they got too because i'm like fuck it i'll pay a you know a note on a couch (laughs) yeah i'm sitting here thinking i'm feeling myself I really am glad. I mean, that's another reason why I have my wife is so I won't do stupid shit like that. But neither one of us had the testicular fortitude to get past this guy. Look, we we walked around. We walked around the whole damn store, and we were circling back around. Big old boy comes out. He's got his sweater on. He's like, hey, how can we help you all today? I'm talking about like down south. Like, I don't know. I would almost say – he was like, you would just, he, if he wasn't Pentecostal, he was Presbyterian. And I guarantee you that his grandparents owned the furniture store. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but he, he might not have even been that smooth of a talker, but he sold us on this couch. We, we, we did our paperwork and everything from when we walked in there to when we walked out within 30 fucking minutes. 
the first place we went to. Like, mind you, I don't feel like I got God. I got what I wanted. But I'm just telling you, this man went from, you know, this this couch. Look, I'm going to go back here and say, I told, promised y'all a deal. I'm going to go back here and find one. And he went back there, you know, blah, 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 blah. Talked to his boss. Came back. You know, he probably went back in there and was like, got them on the hook. They, they're about to, you know about to sink or rip them up out the water i don't know what the the proper term is when you got somebody on the hook but i got them on the hook man i'm about to go out here and sell this couch turns around he's like after vigorous debate with my uh my superior (laughs) after a vigorous debate with my superior i have come to a formidable uh compromise compromise like oh okay he did not say all that by the way uh and then he just sat he just laid a big ass hammer down and he pulled out a, a a like a a nail more or less and he said prick your finger and put your blood on this hammer so we both pricked our fingers and put our blood on the hammer and he slammed it down and said you're going to buy this couch today no i'm just kidding he went from $900 he's like it sells retail for $900 right now we've got it for sale for 775 some or 800 i don't know some bullshit and he ended up bringing it down some more. And it was like, oh, dude, thanks, man. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And it's like, we knew we got hustled. I mean, in reality, we probably didn't get hustled. That couch, they probably wanted out of there. That's why it was close to the front and it was cheap. And it was one of the only ones that, it see, he could have been finessing us because he said, well, right now we can't, we're not really splitting up too many, uh, sofas from the love seat or yeah, sofas from the love seat. Like, but we got a few over here, and he brought us over to the section. And Brittany was like, "You know, we're just wanting to get something. You know, it's not going to make us broke." And I was like, "Well, we could have got one of these motherfucking leather couches." I'm just joking. Uh, anyway, that's why my wife was there. If my wife wouldn't have been there. I'd have came home with a recliner and been like, "Ah, I forgot the couch." <laughs> and the recliner had been like three times as much as this couch was. Anyway, so yeah, we bought the damn couch. Um, yeah, I mean, you have these moments in your life where, you know, especially as you get older, I'm assuming most of you guys are, uh, somewhere around my age, maybe a little older, maybe a little younger, but as you get older, you start to, you know, I'm not going to go into the whole, when you become a father, I'll save that for having a conversation with another father on the, on the show. That'd be good. But just getting older in general you start to uh you start to both appreciate different things and I, I mean obviously if we've learned anything from this show from me doing this podcast if i've learned anything about myself and some of my closest peers and friends uh i've learned that we all really do evolve and see the world so much differently than we did when we were younger and i feel like almost like I mean, I'm not, I can't just think of people off the top of my head that, you know, don't, you know, see things differently than they did when they were younger. But I do think that there, there's definitely people who, uh, reach different milestones in that evolution. And every milestone is your own. Everybody is a one of one. Like nobody else can have the exact same perception of everything. But like, whenever you do, like, it, you, it's like these different things. I don't know, like, 
kind of like they tell you to go get your prostate checked after you turn 40 or something. It's like different things happen to you within the realm of like, oh, most people this happens to, or they come to this kind of realization within this five-year period or something. And I don't know. I'm, I'm 29. Uh, I had a, I had a different, uh, upbringing. I say different upbringing. I had a different, I lived a different lifestyle as a teenager than the vast majority of my friends did. Uh, and so I, in parallel, I mean, there's plenty of other people that have, you know, that traveled and played music and all that other stuff when they were younger. It's like, but in the same breath, it's like versus the amount of people that I know, there's only a handful of people that, how many people that I know that I didn't meet through doing that? Like, it's probably very few, like very few. Uh, it doesn't matter. I'm not trying to say it. I'm not trying to necessarily make it about me. It's more about us, I guess. But no, it's like, but in this, so I, I feel like almost like I matured early and then somewhere in my twenties, early twenties, I say matured early. I'm not saying I was mature. I'm just saying like my perception on things in life or whatever was, uh, I feel like I hit my, more milestones when I was younger. And then there was a position in, in my early twenties where it was more like I was, you know, <laughs> probably a lot less maturing. I was learning a lot of lessons that I should not have had to learn. I could, I, 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 I'm not saying that I should, I should not have learned, but I'm saying that I they're easily avoidable. Everybody else are easily avoidable too. But for me, it was one of those things where it's like, you could have just like skipped this whole part and you could have done everything. Now, mind you, I have no regrets. I'm, I have had, made quite the memories in all of those, uh, all of those years, no matter what, when they were, even still to this day, you know, you never know. Boys might wild out one weekend, turn up, I'm telling you. But I'm just saying, when it was more of, that was more of my lifestyle of just raging all of the time. I think, it, I mean, obviously we, we can get into the conversation of, it's clearly a, uh, whether it be a defense mechanism or whether it be, I think that's an old term. I don't even know if people use defense mechanism anymore. Remember they used to talk about mental health. It was always, that's my, that's my, uh, I'm putting up fences around me. My defense mechanism is to be this way. It's like, I, I, but not necessarily that uh, defense mechanism though, but it was like a, to avoid shit that, you know, is going on in your life currently or things that have happened in your past or whatever it may be. So it's like one of those things, like you can kind of tell when someone goes from being, uh, you go, you, once you get to that position, I feel like in life, if you're one of those type of people that weren't able to just skip over it or did, or chose to not skip over it or just found their way living that lifestyle. Are living the lifestyle of just like, you know, I mean, give a fuck, man. Party as much as you want, but, you know, there's a reason for as shitty as it sounds. I think that there is a lot of value in the, uh, productive member of society thing. And I'm not saying from a get in line or, you know, live your, you need to get your shit together like everyone else. No, get your shit together like you. You know, it's kind of, I guess what I'm trying to say, get your shit together for you. You know, there's so much more to life than, uh, I'm not saying that any of you guys necessarily need to hear this, but I'm just saying in general, because a lot of us have been in that position and a lot of us, I mean, some of you might not have, you know, or might not yet be on your path to being like, Hey, fuck it. I'm just going to grind it out and, you know, pave a better road. But 
I'm just saying for myself, and it's a journey. Though it's like one of those things that you, I almost feel like it's like a, this woman. She passed away. I might have talked said, said this quote on the podcast before, but nonetheless, this woman she passed away. She, she actually got shot by her ex husband. Yeah, in the face. It was some crazy shit. But a uh, very knowledgeable woman. She definitely she she was a little rough around the edges, but she was a cool woman for what it's worth. She was way older than us, but I don't want to say her name just because, but she told us a quote, man. I swear to God, this was, the, we were over at her house. This was the night before her husband. I'm not trying to like make fun of it because it was crazy. I'm chuckling about it, but it was crazy. Like, but these people, they're, I mean, we know their family and stuff. They're cool people or whatever. I'm just saying the scenario was crazy, but we were at her house the night before, completely unre- unrelated to her getting shot. I promise. But I mean, I, I assume. And she said one thing to us because somebody was saying something about, you know, like, oh, not, oh, such and such isn't smoking no more, such and such isn't drinking no more because I guess they're on the, you know, you know, how you get whenever your homies stop partying with you, especially when you're young and you ain't got nothing else going on. And it's kind of like, oh, well, how can he be enjoying himself nonetheless? And she said to us, basically, Basically, she was saying, stop giving him a hard time. But she also said a quote that I have always remembered. And it it was a great quote, and she was a cool lady. But I'll never forget this quote. And she said, the party doesn't stop. You just have to choose when to leave. Or you you just have to choose to leave. Like, don't ever expect for the, the, the extraneous, chaotic, long nights in a field, in a bar... In a, you know, in a back porch, some, or on a back porch, in a barn, whatever it may be. Don't expect for that shit to just stop because you're tired. It's like, or, and metaphorically speaking, not just because of going to bed, you know, I'm just saying like, in that journey, as you're on that journey, coming through fucking, you know, young personhood, and I mean, like I said, it's, I, mean, I'm not, I would never encourage people to just stop partying because when, you know, <laughs> because uh, you got to pay for gas, you got to pay a fucking lot for gas, but that's irrelevant. <laughs> but I'm just saying for the sake of, I mean, for me, you know, I took relationships, it took relationships with people and just, you know, friendships and all kinds of stuff for me to like slowly build my way to get to where I'm like, okay, like I kind of want to have things for myself and I kind of want to have this and I kind of want to have that. And of course, I mean, I'm not going to lie, hundred percent getting married, uh, took me, uh, up a notch because I feel like I am, I have, I have genuinely matured as a person in the past 10 years for sure. But I mean, if you're, if you're into something, then you're obviously going to stay focused on it. But in the same breath, it's like, you know, what's best for you. And I'm not saying that, hey guys, y'all should go get married. I'm just, I'm just telling you, I'm just, look, I really, the whole point of me doing this episode, this is the 80th episode. So you know what that means. I'm about to start a run for the road to a hundred. The next 20 episodes are going to, I need you guys, the frequent listener, the frequent listener and the new listener. I need you guys to really go hard for these next 20 episodes, especially if it's an episode, if you like. Our episode that you like. Now, mind you, I know that there are these episodes can be all over the place sometimes, and I understand that you guys don't always 
uh, give a shit about whatever the topics may be or you might think that the person on there is an ass or you might like the person that's on there and you think I'm an ass. Either way, I need you guys to share those episodes. You can even be like, look, the host is an ass, but they had a good conversation here. You know what I'm saying? Like one of those things. The reason why, you know, I don't have face. I'm not on Facebook right now. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not very active on Twitter, but I guess I should be. Nonetheless, I want this to, I want this podcast to spread organically, but but I'm also realistic about it. I understand that we've got to put forth the effort. I've got to build and, you know, people, there's a million and one podcast out there and they're only as good as the people who listen to them. So you guys, I would love it if y'all would go hard till episode a hundred. Even if you want to make a big post about it, which I know I'm asking a lot here, but if you want to make a big post about it, somewhere in the next 20 episodes, I hope you find the episode that is worth you posting about. <laughs> like I, I you, I, there should be something in these next 20 episodes. There should be something in these next five episodes, but there should be something in these next 20 episodes that really gets you going. And I want you guys, especially you new listeners, to go wherever you're listening to this. If you're listening on Spotify or if you're listening on Apple or whatever, go and uh, subscribe to it. I don't know if you call it subscribe on Apple, but so that way every time a new episode comes out, it goes to the top of your feed. Even if you have your notifications turned off. <clears throat> Me personally, I have my notifications turned off on everything except for my text messages. That is the only thing – well, and DraftKings. I don't have any of my notifications turned on for my socials. I never have, though. Like, I'd, I don't want to say it like it's some new thing. I just never have. The main reason why is because it gives me a substantial level of anxiety. And it used to be a lot more because I used to be stupid active on Instagram. So, I mean, I'm on there now, but Instagram was a different place five, six years ago. So, um, and plus, <laughs> you know, priorities. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm not kidding, but I am just kidding in the context. Um, yeah, I don't know. Growing up's weird, man. I mean, a lot of you guys went to high school, probably most of y'all. Do you remember what, like, what, what do you, do you remember like what it was like the third month of your freshman year? Think about how long ago that was. So, like, something specific like that. If you played sports, maybe it would probably be easier for you to remember because you could base it off of not only when the school year started, but when your uh, season started or when you were practicing or whatever. Or maybe it's the same thing with, like, theater and stuff. I mean, I don't know. I just think of sports because I feel like sports, you got a specific season. You're probably not doing any much for it for one semester. Maybe so, though. I don't know. I feel like I should know. But it's been so long ago. I mean, I'm 29. I didn't go to school, but all my buddies did. And all of them had, like, very interesting high school experiences. Uh, in Macomb, where I'm from, uh, Macomb, they have, uh, it was three, well, four big schools. And Macomb was one of them. And then there was uh, North Pike. It was where, and then there was Park Lane. That was the three big ones, like, right inside of Macomb and Summit. Now, if you go to Magnolia, which is literally pretty much the same distance from, like, Summit to Macomb. I mean, it's, a, like, maybe, like, two or three minutes further. But it's even on the same highway, Highway 51. And, like, 
it's completely different. Like South Pike, that's the fourth one. And I say it's the fourth one because for us, it was the fourth one. Like, I mean, but okay, I'm sure maybe people who went to school, they didn't think of it like that, but I definitely always thought of it like that. South Pike was the fourth one. That's no offense to anybody that went to South Pike, but it was just different. They were, people were bred different over there. And like, I'm telling you, like I met some of the, the, the wildest white folk ever in my life that went to school there. And you know, now that I'm thinking about it, like I really don't even know that many people that I could just name off the bat that I know that went to South Pike. Like, I'm sure there's people that I have met that went to South Pike, but like versus when we were actually high school age or whatever, and I was hanging out with my friends, all my friends went to Macomb, North Pike. Well, I honestly, no, I, I had about the same amount of friends that went to Macomb and North Pike. I was just closer to the friends at North Pike. At the time that they graduated from North Pike, I said it way too many times. But then I also knew a good bit of people from Park Lane. I'm talking about being as a teenager, by the way. I mean, as an adult, I probably know people from every school within you know that area. But I'm just saying, when you, if you guys are from Macomb, you know what I'm talking about. Or any of you that are from a, a moderate sized town, like y'all know y'all had the kids that went to the private school. You know you had the kids that went to like the city school, and then you had people who went to the not city school. It's like uh, I don't know how to explain it. It was different. Macomb High School was different. It was a little bit more rough around the edges, but I mean that was the that was where all my friends growing up went to school, and a lot of my friends as an adult. Uh, one of my best friends, our Xander and Jimmy from the Highly and Hideout podcast, they uh, both went to school there. Both graduated from Macomb. Uh, I've also been friends with those guys for a pretty long time. Um, but yeah, I mean. It's crazy to think, though, like, I mean, I don't know. You might be young. You might be a young guy. I'm not saying that this podcast isn't for you if you're 19 years old. I'm just saying for me and my compadres, most of them, graduation was so long ago. I mean, I didn't graduate, but I'm just saying. Uh, when all of them were graduating, it was like a two or three year span where it's just like graduation after graduation. And then it was just like poof. Gone. The only reason, I mean, went back and I've watched my cousins graduate, and other than that, I don't, I don't remember the last time I went to a graduation ceremony. My brother-in-law, he graduated. He's been on here a couple of times, old Tyler Ferguson. He graduated, and he had to do it like in front of four people. His graduation was, I mean, now mind you, I don't know how much that matters. It holds no sentimental value to me. Apparently, it's really important to everybody until about a month or two after they graduate. And it doesn't matter again for 10 years. Like most of, most of my friends that graduate, they're like, awesome. This is the best day of my life. Like, this is amazing. Because they're with all these people that they're never going to see again, you know, the whole, the whole thing. And then eventually it's like, fuck, like, who cares? Like, look at this shit. They get out into the world and they're like, dude, see y'all later. I don't know. I'm sure there's some people who take it, you know, a lot better than that. I mean, obviously you've got your friends that you hang out with and they slowly just piece away and then you maybe find some other people that you hang out with or you get into a more uh, reclusive family-oriented experience. But then you still made new friends, made, got probably got new family, you know, all kinds of shit and working a different job. I mean, to be fair, there's probably, I don't know. I'm not going there to die. 
there's a unique caliber of people that I work with. And you think about your coworkers, assuming you have a job. If you don't have a job, that's fine. Uh, assume your classmates. Assume your homeboys, whatever it may be. I mean, I, I use work. I think work's probably the best reference because that's kind of what I'm talking about. But, you know, anytime you ever have a job, you have pretty – most of the time, you have kind of a, a mixing pot of people. Whether it be a mixing pot of people who come from different uh, backgrounds uh, based on, you know, uh, financially speaking or like uh, education or, you know, race or anything like that, uh, class, whatever it may be. People, different people from different backgrounds at this job, particularly in, you know, jobs, first jobs, second jobs, not like an office job because I can't really relate to that. But you think about a job where, uh, let's just say, okay, a restaurant is a great reference. Most of us have either worked at one or spent enough time at one to kind of know how it works. But it's always a mixing pot of people. Like anytime you, you go to a restaurant that, you know, it, even if they're dressed up real nice, they outside smoke a cigarette, probably trying to sell a good portion of them or scoring a dime after work, you know, going to chill, maybe drink a four pack of beer, six pack of beer, a pint, something. Not everybody that works at restaurants do that, but I mean, the people I hung out with, the people I hang out with, <laughs> that would be the type of people that, uh, you know, typically that's the thing. But all those people, whether they're doing that or not, I mean, it even adds to the collective. I mean, sometimes you'll be in there with a, a mom who's going to school or something. Sometimes you'll be in there with like a dude who's paying child support for like four or five kids. And he's like, this is my second job. I work two jobs throughout the day. And it's like, and you hear stuff like that. And it's like, damn, it's like all the different people that work in a restaurant. And it's like, it's all good. I mean, I mean, I say that. I haven't worked in a restaurant in a long time, but I'm just saying, like, I bet you, and it's just crazy how cohesive something like that can be. And you know, all of these people like see things so much differently. I mean, I imagine if you pulled three people or four people from the state of California, you pulled four people from the state of New York, but outside of the city. And then you found, you know, four people who, uh, work inside the city limits of Jackson. And then, you know, you, you get what I'm saying. Pick all those people and throw them in a restaurant together. I'd be curious to see how well they work. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that as if I'm praying on the downfall of this mythical restaurant, of this, uh, national breakfast or whatever the fuck. Like, but in the same breath, I bet it, I, I feel like it would be conflicting. And I, I wonder if, you know, we live in, pretty polarizing times i know that i've kind of got the the shades on over my glasses for because i occasionally add to it but i'm just saying like we live in a pretty polarizing time um so i wonder if especially with politics and just the the culture war no and like all that other stuff like i wonder if maybe those people just wouldn't care and they'd be like oh this is gonna be a fun experience so we'll put our differences to the side or if you're gonna have like a real clash of like like shit that you would never expect a, a clash of like a clash of ideology here in the steakhouse <laughs> like that sounds like could you imagine somebody's like look burn it to the fucking ground we'll start it over the it's like the only truth is power and you've got the people like hi <laughs> you passed the a1 in that community a1 <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i just i couldn't imagine 
you ever seen those our, this past week or whatever i saw this video that was circling a lot, around online and i guess this dude i don't know what he was in there for i tried looking it up but uh i didn't get, get his name or whatever but i was trying to find it the other day and i couldn't i was trying to see what the the dude was there for but this guy was at this college and he was just talking on his microphone you could tell he was a little pompous but he was a uh, you know old white man in a suit and I guess he was talking something about abortion or maybe not. I'm not sure. I really do wish I knew what he was saying because whatever it was, he was directly just not giving a shit about these. These kids were just banging on the uh, desk and stuff. Like there were so many of them. And they were all wearing black. Most of them had colored hair. They, I mean they looked wild. They looked like a bunch of wild childs. Childs. And uh, uh, for whatever purpose they were there and then – this girl, our boy, I think it was a girl, I do believe that, I don't remember, I don't remember, I'm not, <laughs> as annoying as he was being, as annoying as he was being, I still, I'm not trying to be dismissive of their calls, <laughs> or be an ass, but I, because I still don't know what they were there for, but I just thought about how annoying it would have been, like, to have been in there and actually just been there to hear what the guy had to say, like, maybe you're a, a supporter of the, him, but you're not, like, into the whole, you're not about to do the whole fucking yelling back and forth, or, like, you're not about to go up there and just stand up for him amongst all these wild childs, it's like, how incredibly disruptive, now, Okay, this guy's being disrupt. Are they're disrupting this guy and uh, having an argument back and forth? And this kid stands up on the table and spits on him. Now, I'm already like not at ease with the scenario that's going on here, right? Mind you, like I said, I don't know what their plight was, and nonetheless, I guess I say chances are whatever it is is it has something to do with acceptance and you know their you know freedom to be who they are or whatever it is i i'm assuming not i'm not being dismissive but i'm just saying uh but and so i'm like okay i'm with that but i'm just saying like is all of this worth whatever you're doing like this i feel like this is counterintuitive to your calls because all you want people to be accepting of you why is it that almost like like that I don't know that's it just doesn't seem diplomatic like at some point where would you where do you draw the line in that chaos because I mean I you hear things all the time about colleges having these crazy you know just like it's crazy to me but it's like these things that are just so bizarre it's just like like all these comfort zone area three or you know like uh we're not allowed to do this or you're not about like all these different things you hear about colleges and i'm sure some of it is inflamed by people being hyperbolic but in the same breath i mean you can't deny things that are real you can't deny consistencies uh anyway and like I'm like, does this happen everywhere? And it's like, and that's another reason why I want to know what this guy said was talking about because I'm like, is there anything that could that he could be invited to this college into one of these little rooms? And it wasn't like in one of those big rooms like where they got Ben Shapiro and shit, but it was. Or I'm sure they have other people that they actually want there that show up, but clearly they did not want this guy there. And like so i'm thinking like why couldn't you just not go like because the amount of people that were in there that were against what this guy was whatever it was he was talking about the amount of people that were in there 
like there's no way that like what he could have done would have like it's not like he was about to influence a great revolution like if there was anybody in there that supported this guy they did not give a shit about the fact that these people were being disrespectful as hell to him like there was not enough people in there to stand up for this guy at all like if they wanted to if this this mob of wild children's wanted to do anything to this man they could have done anything they wanted to to him and i'm not saying that they were going to but the kids like the video ends with this kid just hawking a massive fucking loogie on this dude and he's like officer officer he just spit on me and then it turns off and i'm thinking to myself which this guy was definitely antagonizing them but i'm trying to figure out like why like and if he's so comfortable enough to antagonize them clearly he knows that whatever he has to talk about is going to uh incite some kind of behavior not necessarily to the point of spitting and screaming at the top of your lungs and you know practically just you know i'm talking just they weren't riotous or anything they weren't like throwing chairs at him and breaking shit but they were it was wild this kid jumping up on the table and spitting on him i was like are you serious like and these are – I guess these are supposed to be college kids. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, that's that's like ridiculously crazy behavior. Like take a step back for a second. Mind you, whatever it is that you've got that means the world to you, that if, if you do – if you are – if you do find yourself on the spectrum of like people not uh, accepting it, but you – are very. I know that this is a conversation that could last forever. You know what I'm saying? This could be. This is not a conversation that I could. I could have this conversation with ten people probably, and still not have expressed or had them express everything. But I'm just saying, like, whatever it may be, do you not feel like eventually, when it comes to this, this level of what has what has happened in society, some for the better, and some for the worse, and some overboard, and some not enough. But when it comes down to like the way that these people are behaving, is why is that acceptable? Because what if everyone acted that way? For one, it wouldn't be as it wouldn't be as useful, I don't imagine. But what if everyone acted that way? What if the entire country that we live in acted that way? What if I mean what if the entire world acted that way? Like, I know that that's not like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop being a fucking radical left, right, up, down, XBXB. <laughs> like, whatever it may be. Like, I, I'm not saying that that, but I'm just saying, like, I think to my, I, maybe I just think to myself, what if everyone acted that way? Like, what if I went and I acted that way towards people that didn't like middle aged white men? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, or, you know, uh, uh, somebody comes and, you know, cause I, somebody comes and they're like, you know what? Um, they're preaching, or well, I don't say they're preaching Islam, but the teachings of the, the doctrine of the, you know, the Quran or something. And I just go up to him like, nah, 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 nah. I mean, <laughs> I'm just spit on him afterwards. Like, what in the fuck do you think? <laughs> What do you think would be the reaction to that? I would never do that. I'm just saying, you know, dude comes, you know, monks, you know, dude, like these monks come through town and I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Fuck you. Like, like, get out and start throwing shit at him, spit on him, spit on the, uh, 
what's he called? The uh, the Dalai Lama just fuck you. Like that, that doesn't sound very. It, that doesn't sound very nice. No, and if I saw someone behaving in such a manner, that is not going to encourage me to hang out with them. I, I can I can promise you, I don't want to know or learn anything from that person. It sounds it sounds dismissive, but I'm just being honest. There is nothing that you can teach me. Like if you are the, if you are going to be the type of person that would pull out his Johnny Boy and piss on the the Abu Dalla, then I can't be friends with you. Or it's not that I mean, you know what I'm saying. What am I saying? I'm not saying I'm not trying to say that I wouldn't have a conversation with you. I'm just saying I don't feel that it would be. I don't feel like it would help me. I wouldn't be able to find any like uh. I wouldn't be able to find any like vantage points on the map after having a conversation with you. And you know, maybe we could talk about something like UFC four, or maybe we could talk about Drake, and we would be perfectly fine, and we wouldn't have to have, you know, you wouldn't have to tell me that you would be willing to do a number two on the uh, uh, Andre Iguodala. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems counterintuitive and it kind of sucks. I mean, because, and you know, this is not necessarily the screaming wild children's fault, but it's like, it makes people not want to be a part of something. Like it makes people not want to support a cause. And this is one instance. And then there's a million and one instances where things are, you know, respectful. People, you know, people living their life free and doing whatever the fuck they want. And they, uh, you know, live how they live, love how, love how they love, you know, present themselves how they present themselves. And they're not absolutely, uh, you know, they, you could be proud of yourself without being a fucking little shit. <laughs> you could be a very productive providing member of society without conforming to normalities and without, uh, being a, Total washed little piece of shit. Loud washed piece of shit. Uh, yeah, well, short episode. I ain't got no guests, so I think I'm gonna find my way out of here. Before I do, I do want to tell you guys again, we're on the road to 100. I'm gonna be, uh, doing some cool shit the next 20 episodes. Between the time that we do the podcast, we're gonna do some cool shit, but the radio's gonna have some cool shit. I'm gonna, be trying to put out some other stuff with finally the music is coming i'm about to do some things with some uh some tunes i got some features coming out and uh i'm finally gonna start trying to release some of my own stuff especially you know we're about to go on a run here guys this is gonna be i guess the next 19 episodes starting now i do declare starting right now is the beginning of the reign of organic poison we are we are winter and winter is coming and we're going to take a we're going to succeed this is going to be our run we're going for Westeros if you don't catch the reference i'm very sorry but if you do catch the reference this is going to be it shout out to all you guys who listen every week or you guys who listen and catch up if you haven't caught up you should go back and listen to some old episodes might i suggest some of the ones with Timothy Watkins or you can even go back to the first episode uh and start there but you probably would want to start somewhere I don't know. Start at the beginning. Fuck it. Go listen to all of them. 
If you've made it this far in this podcast, I can assure you everything else is all uphill. Especially the stuff that's been out already. Nonetheless, I digress. If you want to support this podcast directly, you can do so. CashApp.com, Organic Poison. CashApp.com, I don't know why I always say that, but CashApp, Organic Poison. Poison is with one O. So it's going to be P-O-I-S-N. Uh, or PayPal.com slash ShaneIsO. That's S-H-A-N-E-I-S-O. i got to find a smoother way to ask for your guys' money because I'm really bad at it. I do want to say... Thank you to the people who have both financially donated, financially donated, who have donated, financially supported, and for those of you who have shared the podcast, look, this has come a long way from where it has started, but it's got a long way to go. So the least I could ask for you guys to do is give this shit a like wherever you're listening. I don't even know how you like it. Give my podcast five stars. I think that's a thing. And uh, share with your friends. If you enjoy this show. Find, go find one of those episodes you're like, dude, these guys cuss way too much. But damn, this episode is funny. Do that. And send it to your buddies. Post it on Instagram. Post it on Facebook. Don't be shy. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. This has been Organic Poison. And my name is Shane Smith. And this was awesome.